Thank you for joining us on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And on this Monday afternoon, we'll be reading from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 25. And the title of the message is called, Called to be Different, or Called to be Set Apart. And we'll be beginning with reading with verse 13. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you to be holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Since you called on a father who judges each man's work impartial, Live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it is was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed down to you from the forefathers, but the precious blood of Jesus Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in the last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead, and glorified him, so your faith and your hope is are in God. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truths, so that you have sincere love for your brothers and sisters, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of an imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass will wither, and the flowers will fall, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. May the Lord add a blessing to his word. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are called to be different in this world. We are called to be set apart. We can be in the world, but not of the world. And that's a tough thing to do in this world. Sometimes the world seems to encroach each and every day in our life. And Lord, it's so much easier to give in than it is to stand our ground. And Lord, I believe that's what's happened to the church today. The church around the world, under persecution, under the the ways of the world. It just seems like uh, people have just stepped away and decided to do their own thing. But Lord, we're praying for a great revival. We're praying that we can be different. And that's what this message is calling us to do today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus that you give me the words and the wisdom to bring forth today's devotion. Amen. Amen. So let's look at this. It says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. For self-controlled, set your hopes fully on the grace to you that has been given when Jesus Christ is revealed. It tells us to prepare our minds for action. You know, if our mind is filled with lots of thoughts and worry and all kinds of things can fill our mind. But we need to clean that out and we need to prepare we need to be ready for action. God calls us to be ready at any moment. But it takes self-control. 
And we need to set our minds on the hope that is found in Jesus Christ today. As obedient children, it tells us, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. And you know, we live in a world today that you know it's easier for people to go back than it is to go forward. And Jesus didn't say it'd be an easy road, but he didn't say we would go it alone. You know, we have to remember that we have to turn. We have to leave the old life and live the new life. When we give it to Christ, Christ in turn gives it back to us. He gives us a new lease on life. He says, but just as he has called you to be holy, so be holy in all that you do. And this is the thing we were talking about, our life example, what we do, what we say, how we act. All of that gives an example to people of what it is to be holy. It's not an outward thing, although we have actions. Like the writer says, self-control. That's something the world doesn't understand sometimes. You know, everybody thinks sometimes it's all about me or it's all about I. And it's not that way. It's about others. Jesus came to serve. He became a servant. Said the servant, he who is last will be first and he who is first will be last. Scripture tells us. So we know that it says there, it is written, be holy because I am holy. And holy isn't something that's outward, like the Pharisees or the Sadducees. They wanted to be seen for praying in public or giving large amounts of money to the poor because it was an outward thing. It's nothing wrong with giving money to the poor, but that we do it in the way that sometimes we do it in without letting people know. Many, many times I've helped people out over the years in ministry. I've helped people uh, buy food. I've helped them get uh, gas for their car. Many, many things I've helped people with. Helped them with their doctor bills, helped them to keep their electric or their water on. When we were in southeastern Kentucky, Many, many times I paid the water bill for someone or helped pay their electric just so they could, uh, they wouldn't be without. But I did it in, in behind the scenes. I did it without wanting to be acknowledged. God says sometimes what we do in secret, he knows those things that we do to help people. We don't, owe, we don't need the world's praise. We need to obey the Lord. As the writer tells us, be holy because I am holy. God is holy, so we are called to be holy. It says, since you were called on a father who judges each man's work impartial. So God is going to judge each and every one of us. I can't live a life for someone else. I can help point them in the right direction, but I can't live it for them. I can't make them repent. I can steer them in the right direction. But that's the thing it tells us. God will judge each man's work impartially. So it means everyone will be judged accordingly. It says, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. 
Now, fear, when you hear the word fear, you think, oh, I've got to be afraid. But it's a holy fear. It's a fear of the awesomeness of God. God has everything under control. But it says, live your lives as strangers. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't get to meet people, you don't talk to people, you don't interact with people. You don't want to be in a commune where you, you know, like in the 60s, they had these commune, hippie communes or, or cults. Uh, even today, they still have them. People think if they live in this secure bubble that everything is going to be fine and nothing can come in, nothing can go out. But is that really living life? Living life according to someone else's way of thinking? The scripture tells us here to live as strangers. You know, we sometimes put down roots. We put down uh, a foundation built as if we're, we're going to be here forever. We sometimes forget that we're strangers. We're just sojourners. We're passing through. It's, it's hard sometimes for us to comprehend that. But it says, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. It's a life that was lost. Each one of us have to repent and come to know Christ as their personal Savior. We're not going to have that just by, by an aunt, uncle, mother, father because they were a Christian. That doesn't matter. We all have to come to faith in Christ. We have to make that decision. But it tells us about the silver and gold. It says perishable things. Now, can you imagine silver and gold perishing away? I look at the writer in, in chapter 1, verses uh, 7. He says, These things have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though it's refined by fire, may prove genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Here we see it in the first part of chapter 1, and we see it in the latter part, the same thing about when Jesus Christ is revealed. But the same thing about the gold. We think gold lasts forever, but it tells us here it's, it's perishable silver and gold. It's hard to believe that, but it's what the scripture tells us. So we were handed down a life from our forefathers. It was empty. When you come to know the Lord as your personal Savior, your life is no longer empty. You are filled with joy. You're filled with peace. You're filled with hope. Like he said in verse 13, prepare your minds for action. And set your hope fully on the grace that is given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. For each one of us, when Christ is revealed to us as our personal Savior, when we know who he is, what he is, and what he did for us on the cross, what he did when he laid in that tomb, what he did when he resurrected, he gave us, as you hear me mention many times, the hope of eternity. That's what my mind is focused on. But I don't, I, want, I don't want to go without bringing other people along with me. I want them to know the hope also. So the writer goes on and tells us, But we were bought with the precious blood of Christ. 
a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. You know, for us, we read the story of what Jesus went through, his three years of ministry, the beatings, the being spit upon, even the disciples. We think of the beating that he took on that day when he was hung on a cross. But we know that on the third day he rose from the dead. He gave us the hope. It was his precious blood that was shed for you and I to give us the grace, that unmerited favor of God. Verse 21 tells us, Through him you believe in God. So knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you believe in God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. So your faith and your hope is found where? It's found in God. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truths, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, your brothers and your sisters, to be correct in the world we live in today, says love one another deeply from the heart. Deeply from the heart. What kind of love is that? That's brotherly love, sisterly love. It's a love of compassion. It's a love of being concerned for your brothers and sisters. It's a love for others to know Christ as your personal Savior. It's a love that will lay down their life for a brother or sister. It goes on to say, for you have been born again. We've been renewed. We've been restored in right relationship with Christ. Not of a perishable seed, but of an imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. This is what the Bible is, living word of God. It's imperishable. It tells us the word of the Lord will last forever. All things will pass away, but the words of the Lord will last. The writer tells us, for all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. When you think of grass, I think of green Kentucky bluegrass. Very, very beautiful grass. Very green, deep green. And I think of flowers. Can you think of glory? I think of flowers in the morning. There's nothing like the portulaca flowers that we have on the balcony or other flowers that I see bloom in the morning. There's nothing like that. I think of fields of flowers that I would see in the south going down uh, going down 95 from New Jersey all the way through Virginia, North Carolina, seeing all those uh, fields of flowers in the highway medium, beautiful flowers, wild flowers. But it tells us there the grass will wither. It's telling us that all of us are going to pass away one day. We're all going to live for a time or for a season, and then we're, we're going to pass away. It tells us and the flowers will fall. The flower will fall. You know, like I said, both of them mention 
the same thing. The grass withers, flower fall. We're all going to pass away unless the Lord comes again. That's something we all will face. We are born and we're going to die. This physical death. But in Christ, we have the hope of eternity. We have the hope of, of being with him forever. And the scripture ends and it says, But the word of the Lord will stand forever and ever and ever. I, I like the phrase. It says, world without end. And it says, and this word was preached to you. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how the word of God is being taught to people today. Sometimes people have been taught so much or they were in church when they were younger and they've forgotten. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he gets older, he will, he will know which way to go. He won't go astray. But you know, today, many, many young people don't know the word of God. They aren't taught the word of God. Or they have a distorted view of the word of God. The internet has opened up so much opportunity of reading this and reading that. And, and I was talking with someone and they were blending Christianity with, with Hinduism and Hinduism with Buddhism and all these are all connected somehow and they all serve the same God. And I thought, where did this stuff come from? And they said, oh, I was reading an article online and they were talking about the same God that we serve as Christians is the same God they serve. And I thought, where did that come from? But you know, we live in a world today where people are so easy to accept what they read online as the gospel. And the online has its good purposes for researching and different things. But the Bible tells us here about the fear of the Lord. It calls us to be holy. There's only one God. All these other gods are idols. All these other gods from other religions are not the one true God. Scripture tells us that we are to praise God. We are to, we are to worship God. We are to fear God. And we are to love God. So today I want to remind us that we are called to be different in this world. We were called to be set apart for service, for the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Doug or the kingdom of, of whoever, whatever your name may be. It's for the kingdom of God. So today, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled and set your hope fully on the grace that Jesus Christ gives us today. Do not be conformed to the things of this world or things from your past, things that you left when you accepted Christ. The, the devil will try to remind us of that. But you know what? We can pray, we can read the word, and God will see us through. He said he will never leave us or forsake us. So we're reminded, be holy, for I am holy. May the Lord add a blessing to this devotion.
Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be called to be set apart for you, to be different in this world, not for someone to question, but for curiosity. They want to know what's different about us. What makes us tick? How did we get through that? On our own strength? No, but we got through it with Christ's strength. The leading of the Holy Spirit that guides and keeps us. We pray for those today, Lord, that don't know you as their personal Savior. We pray today that if they don't know you, that they will reach out. They will call upon you. They will repent and ask forgiveness. And Lord, you will be quick to forgive them. And they will learn self-control. They will learn to set their hope on you. And Lord, we ask you prepare their minds and their hearts as they go along life's journey with you. And Lord, we pray for the Christians around the world that face persecution. Lord, we don't know what that's like. We can only comprehend a little bit. But as we think about the people of the world that live in fear, that live in uncertainty for their faith. But your word said, Lord, what they did to you, they will do to us. And Lord, one day the American church and uh, the people, the Christians in other parts of the world will know what persecution is because we see the tide is turning. We see, Lord, all that's happening around the world, the uncertainty. But Lord, we can cling to this hope that is found in you, found in the grace, the unmerited favor of God. We pray for our brothers and sisters. We pray for Madagascar today, as we heard about the cyclone that went through Mauritius, category four, and it went on to Madagascar with winds of 145 miles per hour. What a wind, what a storm. There was devastation. There were loss of life there. Life is once turned upside down again in Madagascar. We pray for your, our brothers and sisters there, the church, the church of Jesus Christ, that they can come together and they can help one another. Lord, something good can come from this crisis situation. And Lord, we just pray that you'll be with us, that you will keep us safe. We continue to pray about the COVID-19 virus. Many nations are learning to live with it, but it's still taking lives each and every day. There's still talk about this vaccine, that vaccine, but Lord, we're clinging to you. We cling to the promise, Lord, that you will hear the answers of your people. Scripture tells us, says, if, our, if my people who are called by my name will humble thyself and turn from thy wicked ways, I will hear their cries and heal their land. And Lord, we're calling for a healing, a healing in America, a healing in Europe, a healing in Africa, a healing in Asia, a healing in South America, a healing all over this world. And Lord, we call for your people called Christians around the world to come together and to pray like they've never prayed before. 
We're calling for a revival, a revival in us. Let it begin with us and then fan the flames so we can spread the revival around the world. Lord, we remember back in the 80s when there were was revival fire, when churches were on fire for you, when people believed. Now we can't even get people to come to church. People would rather watch online or they don't come back at all. But Lord, we're just praying for a revival. We pray for a wake-up call to people that they realize that you are the only hope for this world today. You are the only hope for each and every one. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on this Monday afternoon. We pray that you will have a great day. God bless and enjoy. Pastor Doug Solomon.